What's up? Oh, we got. We're on the line with Eli Atkins, uh, absolute genius in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, he runs our uh, Hard Rock location, uh, Kelly Cardenas Salon at the Hard Rock Casino. He's also a, a, a serial entrepreneur and founder of InSpace. Am I yes. correct on that? Yeah. InSpace Creative. InSpace.com? Yeah, uh, InSpaceCreative.com. InSpaceCreative.com. So that's web design. Uh, he's on the cutting edge of uh, web design and um, and also in the in the personal service aspect because what I've experienced through a, a personal relationship with you, Eli, is that you deliver on time, um, that you do exactly what you say you're going to do, and that is probably the most uncommon thing that I've uh, seen in business. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, at least in the web design industry, for sure. <laughs> Well, and uh, help help me to understand that and help us to understand why that is because most of the time, I mean, I've dealt with web developers in the past and, and I've uh, asked them, oh, can we, you know, put a page together and, you know, three weeks later, I end up calling them again and again and again. So where's the disconnect in that? And, uh, you know, you seem to have streamlined the process, made it so simple. Um, where does that come from? And I mean, where's your motivation in it and how'd you come about, uh, you know, um, delivering on such a high level well I you know like you said like I've had a, my own experiences in the past with you know not people not being punctual or not delivering what they say they were and I just felt like if I'm gonna do something that's my way to be different you know and it's it's not too much extra effort but it makes all the difference in the world you know and um, the way that I make it happen is I just uh, think that I really listen to what the person wants and um, it's that you kind of have to learn how to talk to people and question them in a way to get the answer or the, uh, get the vision out of their head because I work with people like you who you know you have all the visions but sometimes you know trying to express it to me you, you don't quite give me all the info and I need to kind of like finesse it out of you and I mean <laughs> with anyone that I'm working with that's how it seems to go. <laughs> Well, and I think that's that's great. So uh, actually, we're going to do this backwards. Uh, we're the uh, this is our, our first podcast, and it's uh, we're we're calling it all things hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why is because I, I feel that everybody out there, um, you know, whether you're a hip hop fan or not, um, hip hop has influenced you at one point, uh, will influence you, or can motivate you and push you in a completely different level. This is what I found <clears throat> in hip hop, and this is the reason why I wanted to call it that, um, is because I, I find that hip hop music. Uh, never causes you to uh, accept the status quo. And even if you don't like the music when you listen to it, you're co the, the people are constantly, um, you know, that are, uh, I've been a hip hop head for my whole entire life. And uh, when I'm listening to it, it's constantly pushing me to something else. So whether they're talking about cars or uh, chains or uh, houses or going on, you know, being on boats <laughs> and yachts, they're never talking about, oh, well, I'm going to play it safe. They're always talking about, push into a whole different level and speaking about things uh, almost uh, that in the future will become normal. And so, um, you know, I was just listening to a song, one of my one of my uh, favorite running songs, um, which is called uh, <laughs> Bling Bling uh, by uh, <laughs> BG and uh, Little Wayne when he was like 17 years old. And what he was talking about is 20 inch wheels. And this was in 1997. And in 1997, he was talking about that. Everyone thought, wow, he's so out of control and I can't believe that. Today, 20-inch wheels are on my uh, wife's SUV. 
So that's why we're talking about all things hip hop, and we're going to relate to every single thing that we do in our podcast uh, to hip hop in some way, shape, or form. Even if you like uh, EDM music, which uh, this is a uh, actual um, lover of it in Eli Adkins, and um, he is a, a DJ and one of the top DJs there in, in Las Vegas in, oh, uh, in the EDM <laughs> world. He's a very humble guy too. So I got a couple <laughs> questions for you too, my brother. Um, yes. Number one, tell us your age, where you're from. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Okay, so um, I'm 25. I grew up in Montana. Uh, pretty small town to most standards, about 30,000 people. I, um, you know, spent a lot of time outdoors with my friends. Um, I had like a close-knit group that I grew up with. Um, when I was younger, my family or my parents moved out when I was like 16. And so they just thought that I was responsible enough to live by myself. Uh, How old were you? Uh, 16. You were 16 and your parents uh, let you move out of the house? Well, they moved out of the house and they Good let Lord. me. What's up? <laughs> Oh, we got. We're on the line with Eli Atkins, uh, absolute genius in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, he runs our uh, Hard Rock location, uh, Kelly Cardina Salon at the Hard Rock Casino. He's also a, 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 a serial entrepreneur and founder of In Space. Am I yes. correct on that? Yeah. In Space Creative. InSpace.com? Yeah, uh, InSpaceCreative.com. InSpaceCreative.com. So that's web design. Uh, he's on the cutting edge of uh, web design and um, and also in the in the personal service aspect because what I've experienced through a, a personal relationship with you, Eli, is that you deliver on time, um, that you do exactly what you say you're going to do, and that is probably the most uncommon thing that I've uh, seen in business. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, at least in the web design industry. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, help help me to understand that and help us to understand why that is, because most of the time, I mean, I've dealt with web developers in the past and, and I've uh, asked them, oh, can we, you know, put a page together? And, you know, three weeks later, I end up calling them again and again and again. So where's the disconnect in that? And, uh, you know, you seem to have streamlined the process, made it so simple. Um, where does that come from? And I mean, where's your motivation in it and how'd you come about, uh, you know, um, delivering on such a high level? Well, I, you know, like you said, like I've had a, my own experiences in the past with, you know, not people not being punctual or not delivering what they say they were. And I just felt like if I'm going to do something, that's my way to be different, you know, and it's, it's not too much extra effort, but it makes all the difference in the world, you know? And um, the way that I make it happen is I just uh, think that I really listen to what the person wants and um, it's that you kind of have to learn how to talk to people and question them in a way to get the answer or the, uh, get the vision out of their head because I work with people like you who you know you have all the visions but sometimes you know trying to express it to me you, you don't quite give me all the info and I need to kind of like finesse it out of you. And I mean, with anyone that I'm working with, that's how it seems to go. <laughs> well, and I think that's, that's great. So uh, actually we're going to do this backwards. Uh, we're the, uh, this is our, our first podcast and it's uh, we're, we're calling it all things hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why is because I, I feel that everybody out there, um, you know, whether you're a hip hop fan or not, um, hip hop has influenced you at one point. Uh, will influence you or can motivate you and push you in a completely different level. This is what I found <clears throat> in hip-hop, and this is the reason why I wanted to call it that, um, is because I, I find that hip-hop music 
uh, never causes you to uh, accept the status quo. And even if you don't like the music when you listen to it, you're the the people are constantly, um, you know, that are. Uh, I've been a hip hop head for my whole entire life, and uh, when I'm listening to it, it's constantly pushing me to something else. So whether they're talking about cars or uh, chains or uh, houses or going on, you know, being on boats <laughs> and yachts, they're never talking about. Oh well, I'm going to play it safe. They're always talking about pushing to a whole different level and speaking about things uh, almost uh, that in the future will become normal. And so, um, you know, I was just listening to a song, one of my one of my uh, favorite running songs, um, which is called uh, <laughs> "Bling Bling" uh, by uh, <laughs> BG and uh, Little Wayne when he was like 17 years old. And what he was talking about is 20-inch wheels, and this was in 1997. And in 1997, he was talking about that. Everyone thought, wow, he's so out of control, and I can't believe that. Today, 20-inch wheels are on my uh, wife's SUV. So that's why we're talking about all things hip-hop, and we're going to relate to every single thing that we do in our podcast uh, to hip-hop in some way, shape, or form. Even if you like uh, EDM music, which uh, this is a uh, actual um, lover of it in Eli Adkins, and um, he is a, a DJ and one of the top DJs there in, in Las Vegas in, awesome, uh, in the EDM world. <laughs> He's a very humble guy, too. So I got a couple <laughs> questions for you, too, my brother. Um, yes. Number one, tell us your age, where you're from. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Okay, so um, I'm 25. I grew up in Montana. Uh, pretty small town to most standards, about 30,000 people. I, um, you know, spent a lot of time outdoors with my friends. Uh, I had like a close-knit group that I grew up with. Um, when I was younger, my family or my parents moved out when I was like 16. And so they just thought that I was responsible enough to live by myself. Uh, How old off high school. Uh, 16. You were 16 and your parents uh, let you move out of the house? Well, they moved out of the house and they Good let Lord. me stay in... Uh, Bozeman, which is where I grew up, and finished high school. So I did that, and then when I graduated, I started college there in Bozeman, but then wanted to expand my horizons, so I moved out to Las Vegas, not knowing one soul over here. Just kind of thought that it would be better to be in a bigger town where more possibilities, more opportunities, you know, were. And so I moved out here and finished my undergrad in marketing, and then right about that time, I started working with you, Kelly. Uh, as I was working at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> so it's been about five years since we started working together. And ever since then, I've started pursuing other passions and trying to figure out, you know, just what I want to do with my life. And I think that, you know, f I'm far from figuring it out, but I am getting closer every day. So you, you're what I love about you and being around you. How old are you now? You're 25? 25, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> At 25 years old, you're probably one of the oldest souls that I've ever been around. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> what do you attribute that to? Because a lot of times I'm around a 25-year-old and I have 25-year-old conversations. Um, sometimes I'm around a 25-year-old and I'm, I'm blown away. Not as much as I am uh, you know, getting 25-year-old conversations. So when I'm around you, I, I get a wealth of knowledge. You're constantly letting me know about um, different aspects, different things that are available, um, ways to be able to connect, um, ways to be able to make my life easier. One of which was Anchor, which we just got on, and you sent me a, a message saying, hey, you need to check this out, and now we're here. So <laughs> what do you attribute that to? I mean, how do you stay on top? Um, because you're always, I mean, A, you're always on top, and then we're going to go to the uh, second question inside that is, you know, you're probably one of the most positive people that I've ever met, and you're always pushing people to their potential. So 
give me both of those. Uh, give me some uh, contributing factors in both of those aspects. Okay, so I mean, for you know, staying on top, I think that like a huge part of just who I am is my parents, man. Like they, they're just always. Made, like making me critically think about things instead of feeding me the answers and so um my whole life I grew up like well why do you think that is like what is your take on this like how much do you know about this and why do you think the way that you do about this that and the other thing and I think that over the course of my life it just has turned into me like instead of believing everything I read or even everything that I think I seek out knowledge so that I can um, feel confident in my beliefs and um, I mean the the, the uh, my parents raising me was a huge part of it but then another part of it is just um, I, I had a really good time in school and like school was always very interesting to me and learning is something that just makes like fills up my heart and so it's it never seems like a chore to me to like figure out what's cool and what's new because it's for just like something inside of me feels good when I like am, you know, learning something new or figuring out a way to streamline or optimize or make my life a little bit better. And then what was the second question? Just so the second question is the the positivity. I mean, you're you're a light. Um, you're a light in any any room that you go into. Um, everyone seems to fall in love with you, and everyone seems to perform at their best level um, when they're around you, almost like they're wanting to please you. Um, so <clears throat> where does that come from and how are you able to, I mean, I've seen you put together charts and I mean, d- different people have put together charts and, and graphs and things like that. Um, <clears throat> but you put them together and, and you give them legs. So you turn them into life and people perform at a higher level when they're working with you. So like, how could somebody, um, you know, say a person listening right now, what steps could they take to, you know, maybe they aren't, a inherently positive person. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have gone through whatever. What are some steps and some tactics that they can utilize in their own lives that um, maybe your top three that you could say, this keeps me, you know, looking at the positive? Mm, okay, so I think I was reading a book one time. I can't even remember what book it was, but one of the things that they talked about a lot in that book was that there things aren't inherently good or bad. They happen to you, and the way that you react to them or the way that you perceive them is all of what your emotions and your feelings and your positivity are hinged on because really you know we perceive things as you know happy or sad but that's our choice and so I mean one of the the first thing I would say is just like choose a positive um, choose to receive things positively I should say I just think that that has been like a huge factor in my life as far as like how I stay positive and how I keep a great outlook is that when anything comes my way, I will, you know, it kind of sounds kind of cheesy, but you know, find the silver lining and really kind of like spend my time thinking about that rather than the way that I could take it that might be negative. So Um, how do you, how do you prepare yourself for that? Because I mean, that's a, that's something that's not, I mean, that's not really normal. You know, I mean, it, it comes natural, not, I don't know that it comes natural to you if you work on it. I'm sure you work on it, but what would be something that you could, that you almost preventatively do to, you know, as opposed to waiting till an injury happens, like, that's what I noticed about you. You don't wait till injuries happen. You condition yourself. So injuries never happen. uh, Or if they, in the event that they do, you're so well prepared that 
your your recovery is is you know half the time of what most people does. Well, I think that <clears throat> a lot of it comes from being um, like you know analytical about situations and figuring out like what the possible outcomes are, and then trying to almost like live in each scenario for a little bit of time and say like, how would I feel if this happened or if this happened? And if I can wrap my head around it, then like you said, when it happens or if it never happens, I don't have to think about it. But when it does, I'm like, okay, I've already kind of like mentally thought about this and tried to live in those shoes for a little bit of time. And, and do you uh, do this constantly? It's kind of tough <clears throat> to say because uh, like you're saying, it just kind of was like um, comes natural to me now. But I guess, I, I mean... It kind of depends, but a lot of situations, a lot of like social situations, I, I am thinking a lot. I feel like I'm one of those people I just can't turn my brain off. <laughs> it's like sometimes detrimental, but I mean, <clears throat> it's just kind of like how I've always been. Okay. So uh, next question for you is, <clears throat> what are the top five misconceptions of uh, millennials? Because you are in that millennial state, and I hear people say, oh, you know, and this has been every generation. Oh, the kids aren't like they used to be. They're lazy. They're entitled. All these things. So, what are the things that the five misconceptions that just like grind you? Um, not that I've ever seen you be mad, <laughs> but that that almost just like, man, that's wrong. Man, that's wrong. And it's almost like when something like that happens, I I've got to witness you. And for those of you listening, I've got I get to witness this guy on a day to day basis, and he takes the disadvantages of other situations that people view them as dis disadvantages and he uses them to his advantage. So when someone says, oh, well, these people aren't hardworking, you'll find him working hard and, you know, almost be able to take the uh, where, where most people are focused on, you know, how bad somebody else is. He's just focused on getting the work taken care of in an efficient manner and at a high level. And it's almost like you, you, you Eli, are able to take his lunch. <laughs> um, they were supposed to be eating and not that you're doing it in a malicious way because you're not a competitive guy. Like I'm going to stomp on you. I'm going to, I need to get to the top. Um, so what are those misconceptions? Like give me five misconceptions of millennials that you hear all the time that just kind of irk you. I mean, I don't know if I can list five, but I could give you some top ones for sure. So okay. the top one I think is, um, like you said, people think that millennials don't want to work hard. I feel like, I don't know if I want to say lazy, but they, you know, a lot of people, assume that we don't want to put in the work for something or that we're going to quit early. But I think that the problem lies not with, you know, the, mo um, the work ethic, but more of like the motivation. And it's just like a new, there's like a new status quo about like, you know, fulfilling people's work lives in our generation. And I think that it really comes um, <clears throat> from like giving them work and surrounding them and putting them in an environment that they are not only happy to be a part of, but like is new and exciting a lot because in this new age where there's just like so much happening all the time, if you're trying to just sit down and work on one thing all the time, it, it seems, uh, it seems counter to everything else that's going on in your life. Like, you know, social media popping up with notifications and like, you know, there's a million things going on at once. So, I think you just have to motivate people differently. And I think that that's a huge one. And then another one that I would say is, um, I want to break in to be able to connect that to hip hop. Cause there's a, <laughs> yeah. a lyric, there Feel is free. a lyric by, uh, 
there's a lyric by um, uh, 50 Cent. He was a prophet back in the day. And uh, he, he said, I'm fully focused, man. My money on my mind. Got to mill out the deal and I'm still on the grind. Right. Yeah. And so what when he was saying it, I, I heard I'm fully focused, man, my money on my mind, um, not meaning that uh, the money just that he's focused on the money, but he's focused on the thing that's most important. to him. Mm-hmm. And what I'm hearing from you is that we've got to motivate these millennials with with what's the most important to them. I'm fully focused, man, my money on my mind. I got to mill out the deal and I'm still in the grind, meaning that millennials, even though they get the money, they still want to do what they love. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I got to mill out the deal and I'm still on the grind. So, I mean, I'm sure that you probably couldn't relate this to EDM music because it's not <laughs> as profound as hip hop as we, as we, I'm joking with you, man. Um, but I, I, I look at those kind of lyrics. These are things that, um, you know, for myself, even at five o'clock this morning, I took my parents to the airport and as I'm taking them to the airport, I'm, I'm, I'm headbanging, listening to hip hop. And it's pushing me to, you know, there's a song by Tribe Called Quest. It's, uh, you know, uh, it's called Kids. And it says, kids, don't you know all this uh, stuff is fantasy? And it's talking about all the different things that are going on that they're seeing, that people are seeing, that, that, that the result a lot of times is fantasy. But the process is something that we can fall in love with. Yeah. And what you're saying is we've got to motivate these kids in a completely different area. That's huge. That is such a, a golden piece of advice so those of you guys out there if you can if you can find out what motivates these guys you know motivates a 25 year old because it's going to be different and uh, Eli I want to elaborate on that part of it too because there's a lot of times where like I'll be working on a stone tablet trying to uh, you know uh, chisel out uh, invitation and you'll be like hey why don't you use this app and and, (laughs) you'll make fun of me you know because our ages are different and because you just want to make fun of me um, but you streamline processes. So what you're saying is, is that you're, or what I hear is that people say that you're lazy. You're not lazy. You're just not willing to do processes that don't matter anymore or not relevant. Or yeah, they sense? don't make sense. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give you a good example. I think that <clears throat> this seriously sticks out of my mind so clearly. I, when I was working at Buffalo Wildings, I remember there was like this procedure that we had. And it was how we sat tables in a certain order. And we had this like marker system where we would like mark it. And then, you know, we, I, I can't remember exactly, but it's like we'd mark it and then we'd sit the table and then we'd know to not sit that person next. We'd, it was like a system. And the way that we were doing it was just kind of weird to me. And I was like, it seems like it would make a lot more sense if we did it this way. And then I told the managers, like, maybe, maybe we should try it this way because it works a lot better. And it's like, stuff is a lot less confusing this way and they were like no we can't change this this is the way it's always been and it just was like why <laughs> that's that there was no reason behind it and the, the whole the difference between working there and then working with you is that i remember one time um after i created um one of the spreadsheets to help us close the drawer at the end of the night you were like eli if you have free time i just want you to do whatever you want to do but because I know that something good is going to come out of it. And like, that was one of the most motivating things I've ever heard. And it's counterintuitive because you think like, Oh, give, give someone the freedom to do whatever. They're just going to, you know, mess around and you not work hard. But it's like that to me felt like, man, what I'm doing is important. And you see the potential and what I could do, even though you don't even know what it is yet. And that is incredibly motivating. And I think that a lot of millennials feel that way. And that's why, and it, that's why there's the disconnect is because people who are older in the workforce, they don't trust that 
giving people freedom will yield results. Wow. Wow. I'm glad that you say that. I'm glad that we had this talk because I didn't, I didn't realize that that did. And that, that makes so much sense, you know, because if I, if I <clears throat> empower you, trust you, um, you're going to put forth your best effort. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's exactly you know, it. Which, which is awesome. And what I heard in that, and I'm going to relate this back to hip hop because that's what this podcast is all about is uh, everything hip hop yeah. is <laughs> when you said, when you were talking about uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, how frustrating was it to hear we've always done it that way? Yeah, it's terrible. So I was just listening to a song when I was running, only got through two songs or three songs, but one of them was Rosa Parks uh, by uh, by Outkast. And what Andre 3000 said was, if you focus on your last cut, uh, your your uh, butt or you'll be a has butt. (laughs) And, you know, when you when you think about that, like if you focus on your last cut, like everybody is always, you know, what I'm what I notice in, in generations past. They're always focused on all the accolades that they had as opposed to the potential that is coming. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And if we focus on our last cut, even with us in the salon, we're constantly, you think about us, you know, we have five salons throughout the country and, you know, at the Hard Rock, the Hard Rock is, is moving at such a, a fast pace. If we were to focus on our last cut, which was Salt Lake City, we would be a has butt. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. And so, I mean, again, this is the way that we can relate hip hop to every side of life. So every one of you that is listening should listen to hip hop <laughs> at all times. So uh, that's that's where we're going with this thing. Um, last thing as we wrap it up is, uh, well, two questions for you. Number one is, how do you feel that EDM music inspires you? Because um, if it doesn't, we can uh, we can uh, indoctrinate you into the hip hop culture. <laughs> um, we can do that. Um, and uh, then the uh, so let's let's talk about that one and then we'll end with one one last question. Okay, so I mean, I think that EDM music. I mean, and I think EDM is kind of a, a term that I don't appreciate very much because like okay. it's pretty broad. What does it actually stand for? What Electronic stand for? dance music. But so okay. the the music that I really like, I really like underground music with no vocals and it's just instruments. And I think that okay. what inspires me about it is like how powerful and. Um, emotional the music can be with no words because like and the thing that that really made me feel that way is trying to learn how to play piano because i had a this i took a class and uh hold on on. so you you are uh i mean you're obviously like a renaissance man (laughs) educate yourself at a high level the other question that i had for you too inside this is how do you do most of your education is it podcast do you listen do you read do you write what do you do what's the what's the thing for you what's the thing for eli or is it a combination? I mean, it's it's a combination. I think um, just the internet is a powerful resource. Um, I've taken classes on like Udemy and Lynda.com. Uh, got the plug, so we need the endorsement. But uh, okay. <laughs> I uh, I also just you know like listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, really though, seriously, like this is gonna sound kind of silly, but. Google, man, I, everything that I've <laughs> taught myself, I just like, and I'm not the type who's like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to learn everything I need to know before I start the project. I'm always in that kind of like startup mode where I'm, I jump off the cliff and then I build the airplane on the way down. And it's like, there we go. <laughs> it's like, okay, I need to know how to do this. And like when I was um, learning how to build websites, that's exactly what it was. It was like, okay, I need to do this. I'm going to look up how to do that. And then I'll run into my next challenge. Then I figure out how to do that. So Mine is kind of like, um, you know, I don't need to learn all this stuff all at once. I just need to learn what I need to know right then. And then I, re- okay. you know, I retain it so that I, it's like I'm building a knowledge base over time, but I'm not spending 
obscene amounts of time right up front. So it goes right in line with that millennial side. You don't want to waste any time. You want to be the most efficient with it. Yeah. And you don't, your, your hard work is not, you, uh, you putting in 17, 20 hours is not your hard work. Your hard work is let me, let me work hard to be able to find the shortest route to the highest uh, result. Exactly. Or to the, does that make sense? Yeah. So it makes sense to me in listening to it because it helps me to be able to understand because I come from, you know, I'm not uh, old in a van that sits down by the river, but you <laughs> Almost. Know, I am. Yeah, exactly. I am in my parents' eyes because my parents are from Utah. If you guys are, you guys are listening, uh, my parents are from Utah. So with Eli being 25 and me being 42, I could be his dad. And so it helps me to understand, you know, you know, although I still don't agree with you, Eli, um, I'm just joking with you, um, but to, <clears throat> to understand where you're coming from. Last one. Well, here, let is, me, let me finish up that one question too. Okay. So no, anyways, the, the EDM music, because uh, I, I, I think this is so cool. I was taking a class in, um, it was like a jazz appreciation class, just kind of one of those things you take in college. And um, it was j- jazzercise, is what you said. I just <laughs> heard it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, jazz. You said you do a lot of jazz hands. Yeah, that's yeah. At work, exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. So jazz appreciation <laughs> class, and what the teacher said, he said, "Listen to this chord. Like, here's a happy chord, and he played like a major chord, and then he said, here's a sad chord, a minor chord, but then he was like." what does this chord say? And it was like a very complex sound and it wasn't happy and it wasn't sad. It was kind of like serious, but uplifting, but had like a, a tone that just made you feel like, man, like this, this is powerful. And I think that electronic music has, does that, you know, and it, it's cool. It's just to like feel the sounds in a different way without having to get caught up in like context of, you know, verbal communication. Anyway, so continue. What was the next question? No, I think that I think it's amazing, man. Um, what is your favorite hip hop song? Hmm. I think, um, man, you may have to give me a second to think about this. What's your favorite hip hop song? Let me think about it while you tell me yours. Well, I was just listening to Stakes Is High this morning, and I like Stakes Is High. And when you were saying this, I was actually, when you were talking about the, the chords and how they make you feel and the emotion in it, I was actually, I'm looking for my uh, song for, I'm doing a presentation at uh, Paul Mitchell Caper, which is a huge uh, presentation at, um, for about three or 4,000 kids uh, that I'm speaking at. And I'm working on the song that I'm going to use to come out to. But the songs that I was listening to had... Um, a little bit more dramatic tone to them. Like mm-hmm. Stakes is High is a very serious, you know, it's by De La Soul and it was a phenomenal uh, track, but it was, you know, they were talking about Stakes is High. Um, you know, uh, one of the lyrics was uh, gun control means uh, uh, using both hands um, in my land. So as opposed to saying gun control, like controlling guns, he's saying con- uh, gun control to him is using both hands on the gun. So, mm. you know, when I, when I think about that, like, you know, for me, hip hop, again, there's so much inside of it and so much to the lyrical side that I love and I love to be able to uh, glean out of it. Um, but the song that I was listening to right before is probably one of my favorites and it's uh, uh, Break a Dawn by De La Soul. And uh, they were talking about that they're going to continue doing what they're doing till the break of dawn, meaning that they're never going to stop doing what they love. And so that to me, I mean, it really, you know, is a... Um, 
is a, a huge one. And then I just listened to uh, one of my favorite, uh, not songs, but lyrics inside of the Fugees by uh, it's, it's called Zealots. And I don't know if you ever heard this song, um, but <clears throat> this is why I say all things hip hop. And that's where we're going to uh, keep driving home to every single person is Lauren Hill had probably one of the most profound um, lyrics ever. Did you ever listen to her, Eli? I don't think so. <clears throat> do yourself a favor and do it. Fuji, the Fuji's the score. Okay. And the song is called the Zealots or Zealots, and they were talking about uh, Zealots, meaning that you know there was a lot of people doing hip hop that didn't really, they weren't doing it from their heart. Oh yeah, I think we. Sorry about that. I just got a, I just got a call. Um, okay. So she ended her rhyme when she said, "And after all my logic and my theory, I add a mother effer, so you <laughs> ignorant brothers hear me." Mm. And so to me, it was so huge because here she said, "I after all my logic and my theory, after all the things that I say that are so great that you're not going to get, I'll add a, a cuss word, so those people who speak cuss words will listen to my logic and theory." And so for me, it was there's a lot of things that we do that are the right things, but they don't get to the right ears because we don't speak the right language. And just because we may see it as the wrong language, like, a you know, maybe a cuss word or whatever it is, sometimes those cuss words are what we need to be able to tap into a completely different audience. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's very profound. I like that. So I want you to listen to it. I want, I'm going to bring you into hip hop. I want to listen to some EDM. Uh, not, not much, uh, <laughs> but uh, let me ask you this as we finish, man, is what's next for Eli? You've got, I mean, you're hugely, widely successful in the uh, professional beauty industry. You build, um, this guy uh, has built um, $100,000 a year hairdressers. He actually uh, orchestrated uh, a young lady in his salon one week, over $10,500 in service in one week. And so you're doing that. You're amazingly successful and I believe that you'll be one of the top web developers in this uh, not only in our country but in the world because of not just because of the content that you put out but also the service in which you deliver and the person that you are in inspacecreative.com am I correct? Yeah that's it <clears throat> what's next for me though alright so I um, like you said I'm, I'm a, I, I, I try to be uh, you there? broke up a little bit Okay, so, so let, me, um, let me say, uh, what part did you get? Oh, I just, uh, I, I heard these, uh, we're talking about what's next for me. Okay, so what's next? Because I said you're wildly successful in the salon. Did you hear that part? Yeah, I heard it all. Okay, so you built that part. You uh, InSpaceCreative.com is your, is your website development company that you deliver on a whole different side. You're not looking to build everyone's website. You're looking to work with people. If I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. You're, working, you're looking to uh, create a high, high level of service that people who are innovators and that want the be the absolute best, like the four seasons of websites um, and all that goes along, the four seasons has hotel rooms, but it's the service and experience that's wrapped around that. And that's what inspacecreative.com uh, inspace uh, is. And that's what I've experienced. Oh yeah, that's, um, that's definitely what I'm going for. So you're a DJ, you play piano, um, you know, you're a renaissance man, you're, and ladies, he's a very, very good <laughs> I, but what's next for Eli? Okay, so I mean, like you were saying, I, I try to be an entrepreneur as much as I can be. Uh, I have a few projects running right now. 
one of them um, selling stuff, uh, selling products on Amazon. Another one is um, I'm starting a company, another company with one of my friends that we connect um, with brands or with uh, popular influencers on different social media platforms and build brands around them. And we build their websites and their stores and then we help them sell products that they're interested in. Um, so, I mean, continuing that business and the website business and really any opportunity that I come across, I'm, I'm willing to put my hand in and put my expertise in because I think that, you know, nothing is more exciting than just like chasing after something cool and innovative that no one's ever done before. So um, those are my two projects that I kind of am focused on, of course, with the salon too. We have um, just like so many cool and innovative things that we're always doing with the websites and like figuring out how to drive the traffic in there and just change the way that like not only the hair industry is viewed but just like how how the how the people who are working in it are viewed and um i mean i i feel like those are kind of the things that i've been have been on my mind lately and where i'm trying to shoot for in my in the next like year or two well, wow, that's that's amazing, man. I'm very, very proud of you. I'm, I, I appreciate your time. Um, and so we're going to we're going to be signing off on our first episode of All Things Hip Hop. Um, and we're going to be uh, as we go along with these episodes, we're going to be relating different aspects and uh, scenarios um, to uh, to hip hop, whether it be lyrical or the way that it uh, that it, uh, you know, affects people and how it can bring people together, which I think is so amazing. Um, and uh when I was um, uh, when I was listening this morning, we'll end with this: is you know I was listening to Chance the Rapper because I want to. I come from the golden age of hip hop, Mr. Eli. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, so a lot of us have the tendency to say, "Oh, hip hop ain't the same," but I, I think that there's beauty in all things. And and so I was listening to Chance this morning, and with Chance this morning, he, he his uh, his chorus um, in the in the song, I believe it's Blessing, says, "When the when the praises go up, the blessings come down." And what I'm hearing from you this whole time is that you're willing to put in the work because you know that the result is going to drop. So as, as long as you keep throwing those praises up, as long as you keep doing the things that you need to do, that your success is going to be in the rearview mirror as opposed to through your windshield. So you get to experience life and enjoy life and all your success is in the rearview mirror because you've already planted those seeds. You've already thrown the, the work in and now you just get to experience the results. Yeah. It's a good insight. Cool. Um, awesome. Last thing I was to say, um, my favorite hip hop song. I was thinking about it. Uh, Traffic in the Sky by Mac Miller. Okay. Traffic in the Sky. I'm not familiar with that one. I will listen to it today. Um, so uh, I want to thank Mr. Eli Atkins, um, InSpaceCreative.com. This guy's an absolute genius. What are you on uh, Facebook? Uh, Eli Atkins. Eli Atkins. Um, same on Instagram, Eli Atkins. Okay. So we'll be uh, pushing that out. We love you so much, Eli. Thank you so much for your time. And you are off the hot seat. <laughs> Kelly, thank you so much for having me. I'll catch you later. Enjoy your day. Okay. All things hip hop, everybody. Episode one. What's up? Oh, we got... We're on the line with Eli Atkins, uh, absolute genius in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, he runs our... Uh, Hard Rock location, uh, Kelly Cardina Salon at the Hard Rock Casino. He's also a, 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 a serial entrepreneur and founder of InSpace. Am I yes. correct on that? Yeah. InSpace Creative. InSpace.com? Yeah, uh, InSpaceCreative.com. InSpaceCreative.com. So that's web design. 
Uh, he's on the cutting edge of uh, web design and um, and also in the in the personal service aspect because what I've experienced through a, a personal relationship with you, Eli, is that you deliver on time, um, that you do exactly what you say you're going to do, and that is probably the most uncommon thing that I've uh, seen in business. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, at least in the web design industry, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, help help me to understand that and help us to understand why that is because most of the time, I mean, I've dealt with web developers in the past and, and I've uh, asked them, oh, can we you know, put a page together and, you know, three weeks later, I end up calling them again and again and again. So where's the disconnect in that? And, uh, you know, you seem to have streamlined the process, made it so simple. Um, where does that come from? And I mean, where's your motivation in it? And how'd you come about, uh, you know, um, delivering on such a high level? Well, I, you know, like you said, like I've had my own experiences in the past with, you know, not people not being punctual or, not delivering what they say they were and I just felt like if I'm gonna do something that's my way to be different you know and it's it's not too much extra effort but it makes all the difference in the world you know and um the way that I make it happen is I just uh think that I really listen to what the person wants and um it's that you kind of have to learn how to talk to people and question them in a way to get the answer or the, uh, get the vision out of their head because I work with people like you who, you know, you have all the visions, but sometimes, you know, trying to express it to me, you, you don't quite give me all the info and I need to kind of like finesse it out of you. And I mean, <laughs> with anyone that I'm working with, that's how it seems to go. <laughs> well, and I think that's, that's great. So uh, actually we're going to do this backwards. Uh, we're the, uh, this is our, our first podcast and it's, uh, we're, we're calling it all things hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why is because I, I feel that everybody out there, um, you know, whether you're a hip hop fan or not, um, hip hop has influenced you at one point, uh, will influence you or can motivate you and push you in a completely different level. This is what I found <clears throat> in hip hop. And this is the reason why I wanted to call it that um, is because I, I find that hip hop music uh, never causes you to uh, accept the status quo. And even if you don't like the music when you listen to it, you're, the, the people are constantly, um, you know, that are uh, – I've been a hip-hop head for my whole entire life. And uh, when I'm listening to it, it's constantly pushing me to something else. So whether they're talking about cars or uh, chains or uh, houses or going on – you know, being on boats <laughs> and yachts, they're never talking about, oh, well, I'm going to play it safe. They're always talking about pushing to a whole different level and speaking about things uh, almost uh, that in the future will become normal. And so, um, you know, I was just listening to a song, one of my one of my uh, favorite running songs, um, which is called uh, <laughs> Bling Bling uh, by uh, <laughs> BG and uh, Little Wayne when he was like 17 years old. And what he was talking about is 20 inch wheels. And this was in 1997. And in 1997, he was talking about that. Everyone thought, wow, he's so out of control and I can't believe that. Today, 20-inch wheels are on my uh, wife's SUV. So that's why we're talking about all things hip-hop, and we're going to relate to every single thing that we do in our podcast uh, to hip-hop in some way, shape, or form, even if you like uh, EDM music, which uh, this is a uh, actual um, lover of it in Eli Adkins, and um, he is a, a DJ and one of the top DJs there in, in Las Vegas. In, uh, in the EDM world. <laughs> He's a very humble guy, too. So i got a couple <laughs> questions for you, too, my brother. Um, yes. Number one, tell us your age, where you're from. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Okay, so um, I'm 25. I grew up in Montana 
the pretty small town to most standards, about 30,000 people. I, um, you know, spent a lot of time outdoors with my friends. Uh, I had like a close knit group that I grew up with. Um, when I was younger, my family or my parents moved out when I was like 16. And so they just thought that I was responsible enough to live by myself. Uh, How old were you? Uh, 16. You were 16 and your parents uh, let you move out of the house? Well, they moved out of the house and they Good let Lord. me 